Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Solo Inter podcast. And yeah, we are back here on the channel after Inter's 11th consecutive win. And yeah, I mean, that win just shows how important it was because it wasn't an easy match versus Caleri and it helped us maintain our 11-point lead over AC Milan and 12-point lead over Juventus. As usual, I'm joined by Manish. Um, yeah, it, it was quite a tire. close match, Manish. How are you, first of all, and what's your take on the match? How do you think we fared and you think it was tougher than your expectations because last time we didn't have you for the calorie preview so what was your actual prediction for the match as well yes uh, thank you parmeshwar um, it's good to be back finally i missed last week's special episode but i'm back now uh, yes uh, talking about the calorie game like i said always i keep saying parmeshwar few points is like whenever you face relegation sides it's going to be a battle it's always been that because right now it's like every team fights for survival especially the bottom last four or five teams so playing them right now it won't be easy it's going to be tricky and yes Cagliari need no introduction with Nengolan and Diego Godin and Asamoah a lot of familiar faces yeah you could see that uh, I think uh, during the pre-match uh, before the match started Nengolan was chilling with a couple of Inter players and yeah. stuff so the yeah. bond is still there with them but yeah, yeah this match uh, actually the prediction i predicted a close match so i'm not going with the score mm. but yes i predicted a very close match so talking mm. about the game uh, first of all seeing the lineup i'm so happy since he started i think this is mm. his second mm. start this whole season mm. so mm. it's good to see him in starting lineup uh, and he played a good 80 minutes so yeah that was surprising i thought he would be subbed at half time or just around the hour mark but he played 80 minutes that showed his fitness has improved a lot good uh, job by pintus and the conti i believe to get him back in shape and also mm-hmm. let's thank roberto mancini for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah Definitely. talking talking about the midfield here was quite technical was just uh, eriksen brozovic and uh, sensi the three of them all quite technical and good to have brozovic back too so yeah yes. the game uh, it pretty much i think we expected i think i was watching a preview everybody expected inter to take the front foot and yes they're playing at mm. san siro inter mm. took the front foot inter took the initiative but my god mm. this calgary team defended well with godin leading mm. the line uh, i think we had no possession and yeah. a couple of shots yeah. but i think the yeah. keeper the calgary keeper uh, he did a good job it was his debut serie debut job. so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did a great job couple of long range shots by erickson uh I, i thought sanchez was quite off like we always complain sanchez has been more performing if he comes as a super sub last 20 25 odd minutes when he comes on you know he brings that burst of energy that's what we missed and you could see the link up in lautaro and lukaku i mean sorry sanchez mm. and lukaku wasn't there much couple of mm-hmm. promising positions they came and then sanchez just fucked it up by passing somewhere exactly. sanchez for me yeah. seemed a bit off but other than mm. that Eriksen played very good from the midfield three I love yeah. Eriksen he took confidently yeah. shots his set pieces were spot on and mm. good to see Sensi also so yeah but permission so overall I'm happy with the possession we had uh, it's good uh, football we played I think if we had taken a chance if Divrais header got in it'd been good and let's not forget yeah. Ingolan's always going to take one or two shots and he took one shot and good Kuroso and Danovic was stopping that how was your take permission on the match Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of points on yours. The thing is, to, to begin with, firstly, see, the thing is, uh, Conte said in his press conference that he knew Cagliari would come to defend more often than attack. And the thing is, once Semplici has taken over Cagliari, he's shifted to a 3-5-2. 
so they pretty much did what we do and they did you know play a 5-3-2 off the ball and that made things difficult and credit to them as Conte said credit to Cagliari you know they have players that they have actually a pretty decent team and 18th on the table is not what where they should be of course and they did make life hard for us you know you saw Nangolan take that long range shot that was one threat and yeah, I was a bit worried going into the match. If you watch the preview, my prediction was like a 2-1 or a 1-0 win and 1-0 it was. And my takeaway from this game was that this was a big test for us in a way that, see, as you said, you know, these relegation battling teams, they are not going to make it easy for you. On the other hand, you know, most of the games have been sitting back. This was a challenge wherein we were you know, made to have more of the ball. Caleri wanted to sit back. So, it was a new challenge wherein we had to break the other teams down. And the biggest challenge on top of that was that we had rested Hakimi. We started Sanchez, as you said, and we know Sanchez and Lukaku don't link up that well. And that was evident in the match too. And at the same time, Conte gave his reasons for doing that. You know, he said that I benched Hakimi because this is like eight, uh, this is like our third game in eight days. And he needed rest. And we all know Hakimi yeah, is going yeah, through a bit yeah. of a rough patch. Yeah, so, he yeah. needed rest. So, that was fine. But then what that did the take away Darrell, a bit of... Uh, do you think yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming to that. So, our wing threat was a bit limited, you know. Uh, Ashley Young was exhausted. And then, you know, Darmian had to play at right wing back. And then, Conte said that he chose the technical midfield, a more technical midfield of Sensi, Brozovic and Eriksen because, you know, he knew Caleri would sit deep. So, that was a good reason. And he said Alexis started because, of course, he deserves to start. You can't always bench Alexis and he's good in breaking the line. So, it's just a... I think we just have to give Caleri credit for the way they defended and coming to Barella. Of course, we missed his presence, man. Because he's, he's, of course, we did press in a more structured way, but, you know, Barella is that player who constantly, you know, annoys the other players by, you know, constantly keep keeping getting at them. You know, he doesn't stop. So, yeah, of course, miss that. I don't, I don't doubt that. But I think we showed the right level of maturity in having the ball. You know, we didn't have unnecessary position. We were creating the right plays, in my opinion. You know, Sensi was taking initiative. You know, he took a couple yeah. of shots. Couple I of felt, shots, I yeah, felt, like yeah, exactly. I think he was just overdoing with a bit of his one-touch passes wherein he gave away position. Similar to Alexis wherein, you know, Alexis just wouldn't release the ball at some point. He just kept dribbling unnecessarily. Yeah. But yeah, that was that. And Ericsson, in my opinion, had a good game too. Of course, we'll touch up on the individual performances. But I think considering the fact that Caleri deployed a 5-3-2 and the fact that we didn't give away a goal is very impressive against a team that wanted to get a point at the Meadza. So, I'm pretty satisfied, you know. I think defensively, we neutralized Pavoletti and Pedro pretty well. And yeah, I mean, kudos to Calvary for the way they set up. They made life hard for us. And yeah, you can see oh, they're really trying to stay up, you know. I mean, it's difficult now that Torino won before they did. But kudos to them. And I'm, I'm as long as the wins keep coming, I'm satisfied. And as Conte keeps saying, you know, every point is double at this stage. Like, you know, it's worth double, right? It's equal to six points. And we could see why it is equal to six points. You know, no team is going to make it easy for us. You know, we face Napoli on Sunday. And that's going to be yeah, that's going to be really hard. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm just happy with the win. You know, the players showed the right level of maturity, the determination, as Conte said. You know, the persistence and the celebration every time we score yes, a goal, the I celebration always something. The celebration just... went a bit wild. And I think for a long time, we haven't seen a manager running yeah. up to the touchline yeah. and hugging the yeah, players. Uh, yeah. So, Conte just yeah. did a Mourinho on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he said he would, you know, he would he would walk on fire. He would jump in fire for the players. You know, he, th- that connection is there. So, I'm just glad to see that, man. Like, regardless of who plays, I'm just and happy. Plus, you know, Conte these... said one more thing regarding that uh, a lot of players doubted me. A lot of players, I mean, a lot yeah. of fans, uh, fans considered ill mm. of me when I joined Inter. Mm. I hope I've proven mm. them wrong. 
so he said yeah. some certain words which all i think interfence needed to hear you know especially yeah, the yeah. critical yeah. ones but yeah. yes they got permission yeah. it's been a very yeah as you said tough match and good yeah as you said you know he's as and as many people said you know he's sort of showing signs of becoming more and more interesting yeah. day by day like That's you know good. he is understanding he said you know uh, he also said that you know he was told that inter is going to be a huge challenge but he loves these kind of challenges and he accepted it because of his past mainly is what he meant because you know he of course the juventus background and everything and you know he is doing a great job and he kept on saying you know it's not over yet we are not we have not crossed the finish line we're just getting closer to it and we must keep this form going we must keep the wins coming is what he said and can't agree more with him you know it's not done yet and yeah we just need to keep this focus going sure. and regardless also, of yeah, yeah. So i just wanted to cap it off yeah just cap wanted to cap it off by saying that regardless of who we play the aim has to always be to win like conte is doesn't he conte hates losing so yeah we just have to right. keep these wins coming yeah yeah so what i'm saying uh, considering hakimi one uh, he needed to be yeah. benched because uh, yeah. last time we saw that ever since he was benched for the first time and that you know something sparked uh, some spark came inside yep. him and he started performing well also this yeah. game i think when he benched we could see the frustration anger initially yeah. but when he came yeah. on oh, you know the difference he can make when this mm. guy does the right final ball hakimi and mm. what a final mm. ball he gave because normally he crosses mm. to lukaku or he crosses yep. this side yep. but first time yep. he crosses to the far post yeah. and mm. and hats off to uh, darmen also came running in it was yeah. a top shot yeah. but yeah. he's we will yeah, uh, yeah and that obviously goes to hakimi because he started off the move hakimi passed yeah. to lukaku lukaku held the ball yeah. well yeah. and then released hakimi mm. so hakimi yeah. really deserve he was architect for that game. yeah also also of course we will touch in more into detail in the player ratings also with darmian i just want to say before we touch upon the performance man this guy has shown exceptional professionalism you know i remember when he first signed for inter nobody showed up for you know usually inter interisti show up for of course you know the unveiling and of course these are pandemic times so no people aren't expected to show up but nobody showed up for him and he got a lot of abuse in under social media posts like a lot of it i don't know why i mean he's just signing for the club he's not doing anything wrong right he's not abusing the he's just signed for a club <laughs> and the amount of abuse he got was unreal and the amount of professionalism he showed is you know is exceptional and hats off to him because every time he's played he's never really had a bad game maybe yes a few bad moments here and there you know but he's never really had a full bad game per se if you think about it you know he scored a goal in the champions league when we would really needed it you know he's a true professional he plays at he's deployed at left definitely. yeah defo- deployed at left center back being yeah did well. yes yeah, sorry and is a pure conti type player because yeah, conti loves definitely. this type players like players like jacarini yeah. and stuff i don't mm. think darman can shine the same way with any other manager so we mm. give conti what he wants and yes if we mm. give him the right players he will mm. do wonders and darman exactly. like you said a true professional he played yeah. a center back previous game now he mm-hmm. played right wing he played left back it's like a joker yeah. in a team you know yeah very professional definitely and he also definitely. said definitely. that uh, everyone feels part of the team no one feels left out you know that's one thing because yeah. i think now conti relies on everybody we used ranokia we used darmian ashley young was been left out has come back ericsson is yep, back exactly. and players like vecino and gagnerini are getting late <laughs> to the team so pretty yeah, much we yeah. using the entire squad so the hard yeah, yeah. there that's really important definitely yeah. definitely good to see important to see and now i think we should delve into the player ratings and of course when we we look at it a few stats as we go so i want to start of course from the back let's you can start with handanovic manish what do you rate yes, him or do you think he fair 
Handanovic uh, gained mm. very little to do. Uh, yeah. He, we dominated more possession. We had more possession. I think Aguilar mm. just had around seven shots, which one on target, which pretty much an Angolan shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. so other than that, they had 46% possession. Yes, nothing. Yep. Like that. So yep. Handanovic, I would give, I would say 6.5 to 7 rating. He just got low on and then Arjun Ingolan mm. shot. And sometimes, yep. the, you know, in Ingolan, he shoots with like amazing power. Yep. He can actually yep. trickle down and it was a tricky shot, but uh, Handanovic did well. And yes, I would give him a 6.5 rating for my side for Samir Handanovic. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And I agree with Nangolan. Like, you know, he's not been the best since going back to Cagliari. You know, he struggled for fitness. But the one goal he scored for Cagliari was a long ranger and I think was a late goal. So, you know, you can't underestimate his left foot. You know, he does score some bangers and we know that. And Handanovic did pretty well to save that. Moving on, I think I'll rate Skriniar. So, with Skriniar, I think... Uh, he was pretty decent. I won't say it was one of his best, like, you know, it wasn't one of his top five matches of the season because I saw Duncan giving him a bit of a hard time. You know, he did take him on once and twice and he did beat Skriniar in fact. So, I'm, of course, I'm not going to be too harsh on Skriniar because it wasn't an easy game and players like Duncan are hard, are hard to, you know, contain. So, considering all that and considering how the rest of the backline performed in my opinion, I would give Skriniar... Um, uh, 6.5 because, yeah, I think Duncan did give him a bit of hard moment. But, you know, with this team is what, you know, when you look at the thing is that if, we, if you assess each department, it's, you know, everyone works collectively. So, in the right. collective sense, you know, in, when you break it down individually, I think I'll give Skriniar a 6.5. Yeah. What do you think fair about Debray? What do you think? Okay, what do you think? Debray, uh, he played the best on the back three. Uh, mm, I personally yeah. feel he had a very tough duel with Pavelity. You know how yeah. experienced Pavelity is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also Devry did a good header which hit mm. the post. Mm. So and mm. plus he had overall control of the match. I would give him a rating of mm. 7.5. If that goal had Completely. stood, I would give him an eight rating. So 7.5, well deserved one. And this I was since COVID, he's slowly getting back into shape and right form. So yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think Devry was definitely the best because Calgary didn't press us, but then you know his distribution, his distribution is fantastic. You know, he just keeps you ticking and the composure this guy shows on the ball, off the ball, it's fantastic. And I have to agree with you, he was the best. So can you come up again with the rating? I lost you there for a bit. Uh, I gave him 7.5 to Stefan Devry. Yeah, okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. 7.5 couldn't agree more. I will come to Bastoni, of course. I think Bastoni, um, it was always good to see him back in the lineup. You know, he's so important. We need him. And again, I think he didn't have hard moments. I think he contained, um, you know, he, he did a good job on Joao Pedro, covered all the half spaces very well. And uh, I think it was more about his positioning yesterday. You know, excellent, I think, in sync with Ashley Young. A few good passes. And also, there was a stat to highlight Bastoni. If I, I'll just read it out. It's very important, I think. Uh, so, Okta says that Bastoni has begun the most, uh, begun the move for seven goals that Inter have scored this season. You know, we've seen his through balls, you know, that goal for uh, that assist for Barella versus Juventus. And that's him being a defender, and that's on par with Tony Cruz and Leon Goretzka. Uh, so, that says a lot. And if you put that into perspective and his performance, I think he was the second best yesterday. So, I'll give him a seven, not on par with Skinner. I think he was better than Skinner. And since you rated Devra highly, which I agree with, Bastoni has to get a seven. Moving on, I think we'll go to the wing backs, beginning with Ashraf Hakimi. What do you make of his? Oh, sorry, my bad. Ashraf Hakimi, Mateo Darmian. Completely okay, Darmian, forgot. Yeah. Darmian, yeah. I would give a rating of eight. 
uh, yeah. this guy he plays he played a very good match of uh, yeah. he had yeah. one of his short left footed shots the keeper stopped also uh, he doesn't have the space of hakimi and you know yeah, to get in but he's get a couple of moves so he started off well mm. and the goal he yeah. scored credits to him and this guy you know why extra point, point 5 i gave is because he can play anywhere he can play right wing back left wing yeah. back and the versatility mm. is there mm. the professionalism is there and yeah, he's a safe bet so but this match mm. again he scored so i would get a rating of 8 mm. uh, mm. and that's what a what a crucial goal because uh, pretty much this match was heading to a 0-0 just mm. that man came popped up in the right place at the right time so an eight rating mm. for my side do you think uh, just to add on to this do you think he was your man of the match or is it someone else as we move on to the ratings uh i would say he is definitely one of the best performers along okay the okay so we will so, we will touch up on it then uh, since you rated darmian eight uh, of course i'll come on to ashley young so i think with ashley young it was one of those cases wherein he was just exhausted because he's playing he's third game in eight days and that's not easy and we've seen it against bologna also he was exhausted by the 60th minute so i'm not going to blame him or i'm not going to hold him responsible for anything he didn't have much to do the ball wasn't much on his side and i think as far as containment was concerned he did a pretty good job on nahita nandes and uh, yeah sorry not nahita nandes i think likko giannis yeah it was likko giannis sorry my bad but i think he was pretty decent and yeah i think if i had to rate him oof, six i think because there was not really much for him to do yeah right, and right. i think i'll just give him this plus point plus point 5 bonus points because we know that he's on his fourth yellow card and he didn't get booked so i think that's a huge thing for me because we can't afford to lose any players at this point right so i'll give him a six yeah uh sorry also was... regarding ashley young uh, this guy actually yeah. can deliver good passes he used to play in aston villa yeah. as a winger yeah uh, but yeah. this match again he's gone back doing more back passes you know ashley yeah. young should take the confidence and try crossing because he actually yeah. can go in given good balls he saw the yeah. last match and also yeah. just my mentioning with darmian now uh, one thing i noticed something funny when darmian yeah. scored the players that came to hug him uh, he played <laughs> left back he left wing back yeah. or perisic yeah. and ashley young the other two left wing backs yes, so yes yes that shows the squad harmony you know because although they're fighting yeah. for the same position darmian yeah, played exactly. as a left wing That's... back perisic and yeah. if you watch the replay you'd see perisic and Ashley yeah. the first players to come and give the hug. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was that's good to see. Perisic showing that intent is really good to see. And I just sorry, I just wanted to correct myself that Ashley Young was actually up front against a front uh, with uh, Nahita Nandes up against Nahita Nandes. Actually, right. Nandes played as the left wing back and Zappa ex Inter academy yeah. player. Zappa was at right wing back and sorry Ashley Young again to my correction was against Zappa. And why I feel uh, this is important because Young. contained zappa very well because i remember even the commentators saying you know zappa made a lot of unnecessary back passes he was afraid to take those risks against young so good job young uh, decent job in fact six in my opinion and just to add to darmian manish since he played so well there's a stat for darmian which inter's instagram account posted uh, it's his personal best um, two uh, you know four goal contributions this season in a single season two goals two assists so just to add to what you said you know everyone's proving to be vital so those were the wing backs Let's move to the midfield, Manish. Starting with, since I think you were very happy with Eriksson, I'll let you have Eriksson. What do you make of his performance? And yeah, what's your thoughts? Yes, Eriksson. I think his set pieces were good. His long range shots yeah. were good. He played with yeah. a smile. He played with confidence. And uh, yes, I think a couple of shots there were really good shots. It wasn't like, uh, although it would have been somewhat towards the corner, yeah. surely been a goal. Yeah. Uh, I would yeah, give Eriksson equally an eight rating, like Darmian. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. guy, he did a lot of good passes, and his yeah. overall distribution was good. He started between mm. the right side of the midfield, then came to the left side yeah. of midfield, 
Abairo, yeah. he played, played really well. So he yeah. is equally in uh, rating as eight as Darmian. Yeah. So also just a stat I was reading about Ericsson was that he actually took on the most shots, I think, along with Sensi. So that says a lot. And he had 65 passes, 95-6% successful of uh, success rate. And 50 of those 60 pass, uh, 65 passes were actually forward progressive passes. So impressive, pretty impressive. And I agree with you. He was really good. One of his best games um, easily. And uh, he was also the player who ran the most yesterday. And that oh, is right. considering... It is, it's it's quite something considering that Brozovic was also on the pitch and we know that it's Brozovic usually who puts yes. in the distance. With that being said, as I've mentioned Brozovic, I'll talk about Brozovic and I think he was he was, he was was one of my men of the matches because I think he was really good yesterday. I think his performance from yesterday will go under the radar because in the first half, you know, there were a few moments where Caleri did find, us, find an opening and Brozovic was the one who swept in and immediately passed it back to Handanovic. I don't know if you remember that, but he was so important to me yesterday and I think his performance will go under the radar. You know, He passed the ball around well, showed the right composure and ran the, ran the distance, swept the ball well up. And I think I will, with that being said, since you've given Ericsson an 8, I think I'll also give Brozovic an 8 because I think he was really good. I think his performance will go under the radar. And yeah, kudos to Brozovic. Kudos to the entire midfield. And since I've said midfield, last the last guy in the midfield... Mr. Stefano Sensi, you know, starts in a long while. What do you make of his performance, Manish? Yes, nicknamed the glass man, Sensi. <laughs> so, before I go on Sensi, yeah. just talk about Brozovic. Uh, I think uh, he was very important. He stopped a lot of yeah. uh, the counter-attacks. Yeah, exactly. Which, exactly. And, and he's very important possession because he's the one which gets the ball and distributes. Although I yeah. wouldn't give him an 8 rating personally. I would give him somewhere around 7 rating, my personal thing. And he gave a hefty yeah. challenge on Pedro, which that seemed uh, yeah that was risky, yeah that was risky, risky that challenge was there, yeah. it could yeah. have been some other color during some time but thankfully it wasn't and he was i think a couple of times arguing with the referee a lot of times so just for that mm-hmm. i would give a seven rating uh okay. for me stefano sensi was equally good uh he had a lot of shots like you said equal number of shots uh it wasn't one of his best performances because we know we expect a lot from sensi but certainly mm-hmm. didn't disappoint i would give a rating yeah. of sensi around uh, 7.5 uh, mm. He did, uh, I wouldn't say did justice to Barilla's uh, role, but Barilla seemed off a bit. So saying that, that Sensi was a good welcome change. He yeah. did a couple of moves. He cut into his uh, left and gave shots, uh, a couple of long range shots. And yeah, and he played a good 80 minutes and it's good to mm. see him back. So I would give a rating of 7.5 to Sensi. Yeah, the only reason I give Brozovic an 8 also is when I consider that foul is is because when Pedro Pedro actually at that moment broke away from the defence, so Brozovic didn't have much of a choice. You know, he had to make that foul. And now when you look at Sensi's rating, I think when you give him, if you give him a 7.5, I feel Brozovic was still better. So, this is my personal take. You know, I think Brozovic had a really good game apart from that one tackle, so it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, of course, the midfield still did a great job. You know, we needed that technical midfield. Right. And that's yeah. that. And we come to, of course, since you gave... Uh, you, you rated um, Sensi right now. I will rate Alexis Sanchez and then you can rate Romelu Lukaku. So, yeah. of course, Alexis Sanchez was a big talking point, Manish. Like, Conte's reason, as I mentioned, to start him was, you know, because he can break the lines and Lothar did need some rest. I agree with that, you know, and Sanchez does need to start here and there. But, you know, Sanchez, as always, he overdoes a lot of things. He overthinks in his mind when he has the ball. You saw that one moment where he, you know, had the ball, he could have passed it, but he just kept going around in circles, you know. And it's a bit confusing. Like, he wants to do the right thing. You know, he presses well. But again, he can't create space for Lukaku. He just, I don't think that sink is there. And I'm not going to be too critical for him. But 
you know there was also this moment sorry manish where you must have seen where you know the ball deflected and was going out for a corner and he just oh, went yeah. on and he fouled vicari i'm needless, like needless. The, yeah and i'm thinking to myself the ball's going out why are you fouling vicario you know we have we could have had a corner corner and you just gave away yeah we he just gave away a corner so you know it's just thinking overthinking can't keep things simple so i don't want to be too critical but i'm i think it was a dis- it was a bit disappointing and for that i'm going to just rate him a 5.5 because i think he he could have done so much better you know he showed signs but he just couldn't capitalize on it and to be fair he had this one good moment where you know sensi lobbed the ball he received it he passed it to darmian and vicario saved it again so fair fair play to him but not one of his best games 5.5 but With that being said, moving on to Romelu Lukaku, what do you think, Manish? What do you think uh, of this point? I couldn't agree more on Isanche's point. Uh, yeah. I think you're yeah, spot on with the ratings. Uh, talking yeah. about Lukaku, uh, yeah. I think Lukaku missed Lautaro very badly, and most yeah. of Lukaku's yeah. play is involved with mm. uh, with mm. Martinez. Uh, yeah. He didn't have yeah. Martinez. Also, didn't have Hakimi too, and he didn't mm. have Barella. Mm. So the usual people weren't there with Lukaku. But saying that, <laughs> yeah. uh, he did perform well. I would give rating six point five. He gave one very good pass to Sanchez. I think Sanchez was offside. Yep. Uh, yep. And that yep. he worked Correct. tirelessly, and he yeah. started off the not not started Goal. off. He was, but he was heavily involved. involved. Heavily involved, involved. in that. Correct. Uh, uh, Hakimi's uh, pass to uh, Darmian. So six point five is my rating. Definitely, Definitely. one of. Good performance, Lukaku. No complaints. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Can't agree more with you. And I think that was the entire starting eleven. I think we touched upon Sanchez, Lukaku, everyone. And yeah, I mean the starting eleven did a pretty fine job. And of course, but to a point, it wasn't enough. And Conte clearly saw that we needed a few changes. And the fact that Ashley Young was exhausted, exhausted. Sorry, my bad. We saw that we needed Hakimi, and we knew we saw that Sanchez wasn't doing well, so we needed Lautaro. So. these are the two subs in my opinion are the only ones who actually should get a rating but moving on to the ratings i'll rate hakimi to begin with hakimi as we said manish needed that rest he needed to get benched like he wasn't going through the best of forms he was going through a rough patch and he's a young player of course it will happen and conte also gave this reason which i'll point out right now is that he felt that you know since calieri said deep if hakimi wasn't successful in breaking down calieri in the first 60 70 minutes we would need his pace and energy in the last you know 20 30 minutes that's one reason he benched hakimi and i completely agree with him first of all it's the form it's the exhaustion and the need to break down an exhausted calieri and it's just what he did you know as you pointed out earlier started the play linked up with lukaku made the right run found darmian properly didn't overthink didn't cross because we know his crosses aren't the best you know did the right job and as a as a sub i think he he was much he was very important and it's exactly what we needed and with that being said i will give him a rating of 7 because we've given certain players who didn't play well a 6.5 so i think just because he got the assist and you know he showed the right energy and attitude i will give him a 7 just just a good cameo from hakimi and with, since i've rated hakimi what do you think about lautaro martinez manish lautaro martinez uh, again uh... I think he wanted to be be on the pitch badly, and what luxury we have to bring on Hakimi and Martinez. And normally, exactly. last couple of seasons, you could see like we had nobody to bring on, uh, but oh, now yeah. it's it's good. Conti can use this to advantage, like you said, a fresh Hakimi mm-hmm. against a tired uh, Cagliari defense Galini. made wonders. Yep. Uh, same thing uh, with Lautaro Martinez. He came on. You could see the energy, the burst of mm-hmm. he was closing yep. down opposition. He was running yep. well. Uh, out game yep. rating against six point five, like Lukaku. Yeah, uh, he yep. did well when he came on, so no complaints. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you look at 
Lotharo, he also immediately had one to good touches as he came in and he started, you know, switching the play from one flank switching to the other. Play. That was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, that's one exactly. of his main strengths. He does he did yep. it in the Champions League also as Lord. Yeah, exactly. And that is what we needed to break down Cagliari. You know, he had yeah. to start finding Hakimi. Important, very important. And I don't think we can really rate Galliardini, yeah, Messino, rate. and Ambrosio. Can't rate them, but I just want to point something out is that I don't think Conte made the wrong subs, but when you put Galliardini and Vecino on at once, it is a bit worrying because you saw Galliardini get nutmegged. <laughs> so, you know, that was a bit worrying. And Vecino also, he was okay. I mean, it's just that when you play Galliardini and Vecino at once, you are going a bit too defensive and Galliardi had to attack at that point. And we saw Pavoletti giving us a few worrying moments in the end, you know. Uh, uh, I'll come to that. Uh, so, regarding yeah. Gagladini and Messina, I thought that subs may okay. Although, you know, Gagladini, nothing more to expect. Yeah. But D'Ambrosio's yeah. sub was a bit confusing to me. D'Ambrosio, right yeah. wing back yeah. or centre back at yeah. best. But D'Ambrosio, for yeah. me, this season has been quite poor. And when you put him in the left okay. wing back, he has no yeah. pace and stuff. And you could see immediately Zappa yeah. destroyed him, I think, once, twice, thrice. Yeah. <laughs> and that was risky yeah. because they... Constantly attacking yeah. from the right side. And that yeah. for me was a little yeah. surprising with Ambrose playing yeah. as a left wing back. Mm. Yeah, I agree. He did look a bit rusty. Ambrose did look rusty. Whereas Vecino just had to run and he did give it his all. But with Galliardini also, again, he had to run. But then when he got nutmegged, I was really worried, man. So <laughs> that is exactly why I didn't want Vecino and Galliardini at once. But it is what it is. We won yeah. after all. And with that being said, I just want to point out a few team stats before we give a team no, rating. Before, and I want to give you a man. Which man is the match yeah, sorry. top of the match? I want to know that. Oh, okay. Of course, of course. Uh, thanks for pointing it out. So, so my man of the match, for me, it's close between um, Matteo Darmian, Brozovic, Eriksen and Devray. But I'll give it to Darmian because, you know, he didn't, he started off well. He had one or two rough moments in receiving certain passes. But I think what I also want to point out, out about Darmian is that, you know, he was making those runs from inside out to get headers, you know, right, uh, from right. crosses. He was trying that throughout the match. And once Hakimi came on, he made a late run into the box. And I just want to, I'm just happy with his commitment towards the team. And he showed the right balance, right attitude. So, I just think Darmian is my man of the match. And after that, I think Brozovic would be second for me. But Darmian has to be my man of the match. And sorry, just to come to the flop of the match. This is a tough one, man. This is a tough <laughs> one. <laughs> but again... When I think about it, sorry, Alexis Sanchez, it has to be him. Uh, as if we give the reason, we give the ratings, uh, it can do better. I'm not going to be All too right. harsh on him, but def- definitely my flop of the match. But how about you, Manish? Your man uh, of the match and your flop of For me, I like two players, standard players. So one, Darmian and Ericsson. Yeah. Because Ericsson, yeah. we saw him shoot and he gave really yep. good shots. And also the set pieces were spot on. Mm. And like you said, 96% of the pass accuracy. That's a, like complete midfielder. So yeah, uh, I would give like the nod would go to Darmian for it's just because perfect. of opportunism of playing mm-hmm. the right side as well as left side. Mm-hmm. That yeah. uh, Ericsson coming a close second. Uh, yeah. Regarding the flop, I wouldn't agree. Also, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Just before you go into the flop of the match, I know you want you give Darmian the man of the match and Ericsson is your second best. But if you had to pick a third best, third best player on the pitch, who do you give it? To? Uh, it would be Devray or Hakimi for me. Okay. Okay, and yeah, so you can go ahead with your flop of the match. Uh, flop of the match for me, uh, Sanchez. Uh, yeah, this yeah. guy, like you said, he overdoes a lot. I think yeah. you know what he has a time bomb in him because he knows that <laughs> okay, within 60 minutes I have to do something, otherwise I'll be served. Yeah. So that pressure and needless mm. challenges, like on the keeper and stuff, and yeah. a lot of times you know caught offside and stuff when mm. promising positions. 
So mm. for me, definitely the flop of the match was uh, Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, agree. And of course, we have to make be uh, you know make constructive criticism wherever we can. But we yeah. aren't being too harsh. But right. it is right. it is what it is. We are saying it as it is, and it was one of it wasn't one of his best games. So just before we cap it off, I'll just like to point out a few stats. Firstly, for Vecino, he's completed 100 appearances with Inter. So kudos to him. And um, with for Inter, um, I think yeah, this was our of course 11th consecutive win and. Uh, we are, um, yeah, the first side since the 1989-90 AC Milan to have actually had this run in the second half of the season. Again, impressive. Of course, these are just stats, but you know, it's an impressive stat in the modern day. And this is, we are basically, we are the latest, we are the team to score the latest goal, uh, you know, from a nil-nil situation in the 77th minute. That's another stat. So I think why I'm highlighting this stat is because it shows the persistence of the team. You know, they don't want to stop. They want to keep going. You know, they will never stop. As Debray said, you know, we can't. We don't want to stop winning. We want to give it our best. And if I just wanted to point something out, finally, is is something the fact that you know in in our preview where we you weren't there, Manish, uh, with Nima, wherein I said that you know pointed a stat out that you know Inter haven't trailed in a match for eleven trailed in a game for you know eleven consecutive games. This after this, it's like the twelfth game, and it's since January the tenth. We haven't trailed in a match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to jinx. We we don't have. I don't want to jinx <laughs> it, of course, because we have Napoli coming up. But it, just highlighting it as it is, because I want to highlight. You know, this team is doing some really good things, and we really are working hard to win that league. And I really hope we do. But yeah, I'm just pointing these stats out because it is something really important. Correct. Moving on, yeah, I'm moving on. Of course, we dive into the team rating, Manish. What do you rate the team performance? Uh, I would, uh, yeah. I would rate a team performance of seven. Yeah. If you have scored more goals, I would get a better rating. But defense was sound, yeah. and we had a couple of chances. Moreover, three points is all it matters. Mm. So seven ratings. Yeah. My side. Yeah, seven. Uh, with that being said, I think seven is fair enough. But I think uh, I would give it a seven point five. And my reason for this is that we rotated one. The fact that people have been going on this, you know, agenda that, you know, we don't, we keep less possession. The challenge was really that we had a lot of the ball and it was not easy to break Cagliari down. Yes, they are 18th, but they don't, they made life tough for us. And they've showed yesterday that they right. are better than an 18th place team. And without players like Hakimi and Lautaro on the pitch, I would give the team a 7.5. And of course, they did make a difference eventually. But the right attitude shown to deal with players like Paoletti, Pedro, just, just very good. Yeah, I'm just happy with that. So, 7.5. And lastly, what would you give Antonio Conte, Manish, considering the subs and everything, uh, the game management? give Conte an 8 rating because uh, he brought in okay. right players, Hakimi mm-hmm. and Lautaro. Yeah. Uh, just uh-huh. that uh, the defensive submission, Dambridge, I wasn't that happy. But overall, yeah. good yeah. to see the players, fringe players get some minutes. So, like you said, yeah. a team effort. So, I'll give a rating of 8. Yeah, I agree with you on the rating. I think I'll give Conte an 8 too. Um, as you said, you know, the subs were... I was worried at a point that he may he was too late with the substitutions, but he proved me wrong. Of course, uh, he made the right substitutions at the right time. Uh, I think when I hear his press conference, I can understand why he chose the starting eleven. I was a bit worried about Hakimi not starting, but then when he gave that press conference, I could think rationally, and we spoke of the reasons. So I'm, I'll give him an eight. I completely agree with you. Those are player ratings. Is there anything you want to uh, add yes. regarding uh, the match? Now yeah, uh, we have. Uh, I think. 11 points ahead of AC Milan and 12 ahead of Juventus. Next yep, match, yep. challenging match is against Napoli. But after the Napoli yep. game, we have Spezia, yeah. Verona and Crotone. Also and Sampdoria. Yep. So, these four matches are quite okay. 
and as yeah. the stats say we need 13 points from the last eight games yeah. so mm-hmm. so pretty much achievable and still mm-hmm. i'm keeping my feet mm-hmm. on the ground it's not yeah, yeah, one till it's all mathematically clear but definitely, uh, definitely. conti definitely one of the very good coaches we have after morinho yeah. is uh, i'm really mm-hmm. happy with this guy and in the commitment he also said something in the press conference which caught my attention was that mm-hmm. i'm going to give these guys off tomorrow but still mm-hmm. these guys will come and train that shows yes. the commitment of the team you yeah. know so yeah, that was definitely. one of the very powerful words he used yeah. and i was really yeah. happy it brought a smile to my face yeah i mean his press conferences definitely are <laughs> exciting to watch generally regardless of what happens and i agree with you it brought a smile to my face as well and i was happy to see when he said stuff like you know he would jump in fire for the players and it's just i know of course these are things you say but you know you can really see the you know team spirit you, i mean we the keep bonding, on saying this yes. on every yeah the bonding we see this in every episode but it's really there you know it's just not your say in seat on the pitch you know yesterday darmian scores he goes and he jumps over the team and he was <laughs> asked this in his post match press conference too you know we've kept this we've we've record we've kept this video clip aside you know they told him we, we've saved it for one of those you know his history books so it's just good to see you know and i think it, yeah everything went well yesterday and as you said you know manish it's not done yet as conte keeps saying it's not done we do and you know from this point i believe no match is easy as conte keeps saying as you said we have napoli next we have spezia hellas verona crotone sampdoria roma juventus and udinese that's the order of fixtures and yeah. you know napoli won't be easy you know they just beat sampdoria yesterday and sampdoria is a team that has beaten us and it's not never easy to play with sampdoria but yeah coming just to cap it off everything went well yesterday we have an entire week now to prepare for napoli um, this is this is what continue it's right entire week to prepare for napoli and barella will be back hopefully perisic can recover we will of course do our napoli preview um, of course there's still time for it so all in all yeah just everything goes well everything went well yesterday and we we couldn't have asked for more you know three matches in eight days we needed nine points of nine in those in those three matches and we did it is there anything you want to lastly add manish or oh, should i cap it I'm off cool cap it off i yeah. think it's good we'll yeah, catch so, the napoli preview Yeah so yeah i mean that was our uh, match review for calgary guys thanks for joining us uh, yeah an important win for inter and of course you can find our podcast on youtube as the solar inter podcast and we are also available on multiple audio platforms like spotify apple podcast google podcast and we leave all the links below in the description as always and yeah we will preview the napoli match soon uh, it will be played on sunday we'll probably preview it by thursday or friday so do tune in for that and thanks for joining us as always forza inter forza inter